Hi, I'm Michelle Steele, and I'll be hosting ESPN Daily for the next few weeks. You may know me from such shows as SportsCenter, NFL Live, and Countdown, where I report on, well, just about everything. Looking forward to being in the saddle with y'all. Let's ride. Rich Samini, it's Monday Night Football. It's Aaron Rodgers' debut as a Jet. It's a home game, and it's 9-11. What do you expect the scene to be like at MetLife Stadium tonight? Michelle, it's going to be electricity times 10. I mean, it's just going to be a, a crazy atmosphere. Jet fans have been dreaming of this moment to have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. And then you throw in the 9-11 anniversary, Monday night football. It's going to be a really, really intense atmosphere. For the Jets, the expectations are higher than they've been in a really long time. You've been covering this team for a really long time. What are you looking for when this one kicks off? Well, you're right. I've covered this team a long time, and I can't remember a season where the hype has been this great. The team I picked to win this division this season is the New York Jets. We saw what Tom Brady did. Yes. He left New England, went down to Tampa, and what? Won a ring. Do we expect the <laughs> same level of success with Aaron Rodgers as a Jet? They can't believe what they have now. It's and a it, just, it just brings everybody up. We had a discussion earlier this week. If these guys are healthy, right, and Rodgers performs, is this a Super Bowl team, the Jets? I, I mean, look, th I think they're good enough to be in the conversation. You know, there were a couple of times where it was really high when they had Brett Favre in 08. But this is different. I, I just think Rodgers' stature, I think the 24-7 nature of NFL coverage these days has just in increased it to, a, to an, a crazy point. And I think the Jets will may struggle a little bit on offense. There's going to be some growing pains because he has not had a lot of practice time in the preseason with the starters. So you're going to have your normal opening night, you know, hiccups a little bit. But I think their defense will be strong enough to carry them through the night and through the early portion of this season. You cover the Jets for us here at ESPN, Rich. You've taken a deep dive into asking one question about the Jets this season. What exactly is that question? Well, I think it's the question on in every Jeff fan's mind. You know, can Aaron Rodgers finally end this 54-year Super Bowl curse? And so I talked to a bunch of former Jet quarterbacks, everyone from Joe Namath to Vinny Testaverde to Boomer Esiason, just to find out what their thoughts are on Rodgers and can he be the one? The Jets have tried this before. I just mentioned Favre. They've done it with Esiason, Neil O'Donnell. How could we forget him? You know, they've brought in these veteran guys who've had success and, and just kind of parachuted them in, thinking they'd be the guy to take them to the promised land. And it's never worked. But they've never had a guy with Rogers' resume before. And I think that is probably the best reason why this can work. And also the team around them is probably the best team they've had in some time. As I'm sure you're aware, the NFL is back. We've already got a full Sunday under our belts, and tonight the league serves up a spicy divisional matchup. Jets hosting the Bills for the season premiere of Monday Night Football. So before you tune in to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, we figured we'd dig in with our NFL Nation reporters, Rich Samini, who covers the Jets, and Elena Getzenberg with the Bills to get a sense of where each of these teams are ahead of tonight's 
main event. I'm Michelle Steele. It's Monday, September 11th. This is ESPN Daily. Picture this. You arrive at your hotel. You have an important online meeting lined up with clients from all across the country. You have your laptop open, ready to begin, and the Wi-Fi is so terrible you can't even connect. These type of stressful situations happen all the time, but they don't have to. When you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you have access to their free high-speed Wi-Fi. So you can take care of those critical emails, join your meetings on time, and even unwind by streaming your favorite shows without having to worry. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, Rich, we are talking ahead of this week one Monday night football clash between the Bills and the Jets. You're here to tell us what it looks like from the Jets perspective. And it sounds to me like you think the reason things are different this year pretty much starts with Aaron and ends with Rodgers. Not a surprise, of course, but what does his presence mean for the Jets? When you bring in a guy with his resume, four MVPs, one Super Bowl championship, you know, everyone's calling him the GOAT. You know, he's an icon for sure, a future Hall of Famer. When you bring that guy in, he's just emboldened everyone around him. I think even the cafeteria workers are feeling better about themselves these days. They're walking around with a little swagger. I, re- I, I really think that he's, he's just permeated the entire building and given them that sense of leadership that's just been missing for so, so long. They won seven games last year with a a quarterback merry-go-round. I mean, Zach Wilson, Mike White, Joe Flacco. It was substandard quarterback play, and they still managed to win seven games. If you put an Aaron Rodgers in there, and even if he has a medium-type Aaron Rodgers season, not an MVP season, just a solid year, that should be good enough for at least three or four wins in my book and they believe he was the missing piece. In all my years of covering the Jets, I have never seen one player have such an impact on a team going into a season as Rodgers has had. He's changed everything around the culture, the the meeting rooms, the cafeteria, everything. (laughs) What's the biggest reason you think the Jets might fall short if they don't make it to the promised land this year? Well, it's going to be the offensive line. This was supposed to be their strength of the team. They started rebuilding this line a few years ago. It hasn't come together the way they had hoped. They have two tackles. Dwayne Brown, who's 38 years old, he's coming off a shoulder surgery, really hasn't practiced much at all. And they have a right tackle, Makai Becton, who has a lot of talent, but he's coming off basically two years where he didn't play because of double knee surgery. And I believe there's some, could be some question as to whether he'll play on Monday night. So, durability questions at both tackle spots uh, will affect Rodgers and how he plays. And if that goes south, then I think that will have a domino effect on Aaron Rodgers, and that would not be good for the Jets. Let's talk about his head coach, all gas, no breaks, Robert Sala. He hasn't finished above 500 yet. It is year three for him. Now, to be fair, there are signs that the team had been trending in the right direction even before Rodgers came to the Jets. What's kind of the atmosphere around the head coach as we kick off here? Really interesting question. I've noticed the change in his demeanor as well. Now, maybe it's just the natural maturation of a head coach in year three, but I also think some of it has to do with Rodgers. He's been much more aggressive 
in his public comments, and we've all seen it play out on Hard Knocks, openly embracing the, the expectations and all this Super Bowl talk. So I think we see a bolder Robert Sala, and this is a big year for him. If they finish under 500 for the third straight year under him, I think his job will be in jeopardy. This is clearly a team that is built to win now. The owner is all in. He went out and got Dalvin Cook for $7 million. He wants to win now. If they have a losing record again, I don't think it'll be a good thing for Robert Sala. Yeah, one good thing about Salah for sure has been just the way he's brought along this Jets defense. He became a hot head coaching candidate after leading several dominant defensive units with the Niners. Now he's got this Jets defense poised to maybe be special in 2023. How much of an impact, Rich, do you think this unit can make tonight and really all season long? The Jets have an outstanding defense. They finished fourth last year in the major categories, and there is no reason why they can't do that again. Now, DJ Reed came out a few days ago and said they can be as good as the 85 Bears. I will disagree with that. I don't think any defense will ever be as good as the 85 Bears. However, the Jets do have a lot of potential. I think Robert Sala built this defense in the way it was constructed in San Francisco. Uh, a lot of defensive linemen. They literally have 10 defensive linemen on the roster. I think there's a good chance all 10 will dress against Buffalo. They'll rotate those guys. It's like they'll come after Josh Allen in waves. They have like the, the A team, the B team, the C team. They'll come after him in waves. And if they get a lead in the fourth quarter, watch out because that's when that pass rush will really take hold. I think this is two really good defenses. The Bills can do to the same to the Jets. So this, I think, is going to be a fairly low-scoring game. All right, so that's the Jets' pass rush versus Josh Allen, but another matchup I'm excited about is Stephon Diggs against Sauce Gardner. What do you think that's going to look like, Rich? Yeah, I think Sauce Gardner can do a good job on Diggs, oh, and I promise you that he will be paying attention on the first play of the game because last year in the first game at MetLife Stadium, they went deep to Diggs who beat Sauce Gardner on a deep ball, and I think he caught him sleeping a little bit. Allen looking to throw. He's got time. Uncorks. Deep shot. It's caught. Right out of the gate, he hooks up with Stefan Diggs. That's 42 yards on the first play from scrimmage. Stutter and go, and watch for Ahmad Gardner right there just essentially stopped his feet. So I can assure you that Gardner will be awake this time. We know that this is expected to be a very tough AFC East. The big bad Bills have been on top recently. The Jets, though, won the back pages this offseason. What message would a win here send? I think it would be confirmation or validation, might be a better word, just on everything they've been saying. They've put a target on their back. There's no question about it. Just the hard knocks, the embracing the Super Bowl talk. I mean, Aaron Rodgers said it in his first press conference uh, on April 26th. He said, I noticed coming in, there's that only that lonely Lombardi trophy in the Super Bowl showcase outside. I grew up watching old VHS tapes of, uh, of the Super Bowls. And so obviously I know about the guarantee and, and Broadway Joe. Been a while since then. I noticed uh, walking in this morning that that uh, Super Bowl three trophy is looking a little lonely. So right away, he put the uh, Super Bowl expectation on this team. And so you go out and beat the Bills, three-time AFC East champ on Monday night in your place, 
with everything that's out at stake, I think it sends a message to everyone in the NFL that the Jets just aren't full of hot air, that they're a legitimate contender. Yeah, they've been talking a lot. Now they need to back it up. Thanks so much, Rich. You're welcome. Thanks, Michelle. Coming up, we welcome in Elena Getzenberg to give us the view from across the field with the Buffalo Bills. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code DAILY. That's code DAILY. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Elena Getzenberg, you cover the Buffalo Bills for ESPN. Now, the Bills have not started their season on Monday Night Football since 2009. They lost to Tom Brady and the Patriots 25-24. Leotis McKelvin fumbling on a kickoff return. But this organization has come a long way, right? But the Jets and the Dolphins feel like the hotter teams in this division. So we ask you, what's been the mood around the team going into this week one matchup? This is the interesting thing about the Bills that, you know, last year we were having a very different conversation where they were the Super Bowl favorites. Everyone was picking them to win the big game. They were like the sexy, fun pick. Everyone was really excited about them. And then this year, it's more of like a, is this the last year? Are they going to be good this year? That's a little crazy because they have Josh Allen. But it's third and ten, throwing into the wind, way down the field. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be 98 yards to Gabe Davis. But I think the important thing to keep in mind here is the Bills actually kind of like feed off of this. They like being the underdog. It's something Sean McDermott has certainly talked to his team about this week that everyone's like liking the Jets, liking the Dolphins. This is something they're excited about. And at this point, they've won three straight AFC East titles. They know what it's like to have all sorts of different conversations happening around them. So they're ready to go and they're kind of feeding off of, it's not even an underdog. I don't know if that's the right word, but they're feeding off of people being excited about the rest of the AFC East. Let's talk about the spotlight, though, uh, on Stefan Diggs. There's been drama around that guy, right? 
Is he happy in Buffalo? Is he not happy in Buffalo? It feels like those conversations have been quieting down as of late. But what are you seeing from the guy in the preseason? And what's his relationship like with the quarterback? To be honest with you, Michelle, like if there wasn't this conversation going on, I wouldn't have known anything different about Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. Like ever since they had the little thing during minicamp, which got overblown in part because of something Sean McDermott said. Let me be clear. Steph did everything that we that he was asked to do. I gave Steph permission uh, to get some space and 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 uh, and head out and uh, and then picked up those conversations after practice. Um, so let me make it clear. It was, it was not Steph leaving unexcused. He was excused by me. It's been so normal. Like it's been like every other practice with these guys um, and off the field, you know, they're doing their handshake. They're hanging out. They're so normal. Um, I think their relationship is fine. <laughs> and yes, it did get stirred up around minicamp, but really through training camp in the preseason, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs have seemed like their normal selves. Both have talked about how focused in they are on the season from a football perspective. Both are team captains again this year. They're ready to show what they've been working on and actually do it on the football field because they know that noise has existed and they look really connected on the field. Well, let's talk about the quarterback then because last season was a little bit more up and down for Josh Allen than we're used to seeing, right? Uh, we know he played through that significant UCL injury on that right elbow down the stretch. Is there any reason to believe, Elena, that he's not going to return to form right away? Have you noticed any lingering uh, effects there on that elbow? Nope. <laughs> he looks like Josh Allen. Because it's in this elbow injury is when he did not have to have a procedure on it all this offseason. Um, they were very, you know, happy to, that he didn't have to get any surgery or anything like that done on it. I was at every training camp practice throughout the preseason. You wouldn't know that that was something that impacted him last year. He does get some work done on that arm every time when the team's warming up. Um, the head athletic trainer gives it some attention. But besides that, I mean, that's a very normal quarterback thing to have that your throwing arm get extra attention. So one thing to keep in mind with his health while the elbow's good to go, he's also talked about that he knows he's getting older and he's doing more to take care of his body. Whether or not that'll mean he takes less hits this year, we'll have to see about that. You know, a football story is bigger than the game when, at least for me, my dentist is asking me questions about it. She wanted to know all about Tamar Hamlin and his health. And we all saw that injury in real time last season on Monday Night Football. We all followed his recovery, and now he's ready to make his return tonight. Elena, what role do you expect to see him filling for Buffalo out there? To that point, my grandmother also uh, shouts to my grandmother. <laughs> she also asks about Damar and is not, let's say she's not the biggest football fan. So I totally agree with you on that. Um, Damar's been looking great. There's really been nothing holding him back. He's been a full participant since midway through OTAs, we'll say. So he's good. He's been having full contact. He is a backup safety on this roster. I think that's important to make clear to everyone. He 
um, played a larger role last year because of Micah Hyde's injury. So he started for him when he missed, when Micah missed all those games last year. So he'll be backing up Micah Hyde again. He's also going to be a special teams participant on this team. He did that in the preseason. He's been doing it in practice, um, participating in special teams, even though, you know, sometimes we do consider special teams to be a more dangerous part of playing this game. A lot of injuries take place there, but they've been having him out there. There's a chance that he could be in that zone of, you know, sometimes backup safeties who just do special teams can be in that healthy scratch area. So there is a possibility of that for the game against the Jets. But if he's out there, he's going to be participating in special teams and backing up those all pro safeties. I think it's going to be an emotional moment for him and maybe the rest of the country to see him back in a uniform, back on the field, back in the regular season on Monday night. So let's talk about the atmosphere in general and kind of how this game might play out. We know I've been around football long enough to know that Bills fans travel well, (laughs) especially this kind of road trip, but it is going to be a hostile environment. What needs to go right for the Bills to leave MetLife want to know? This is where it becomes interesting because... This should be an okay matchup for the Bills, but they're without Von Miller for the first four games of the season because he is on the PUP list still coming off that ACL injury. And I think if they can take advantage of the Jets, the state of the Jets offensive line, if the Bills defensive line can do enough, I think they win this game. I think if... Greg Rousseau, who's going into his third year, can really step up in the way they need him to and give Aaron Rodgers a hard time. They added Leonard Floyd this offseason. If he can play well, if they have a new starting middle linebacker with Terrell Bernard, I think they need these guys to step up and give Aaron Rodgers a hard time. And if they're able to do that, they leave with a win. The Jets defense has given Josh Allen a tough time last year. That's actually the game he hurt his elbow in against the Jets in week nine. But I think that this offense, I'm pretty confident in. They added Dalton Kincaid this offseason in the draft, their first-round pick. I think this offense can do pretty well against the Jets this time around. It's the defense, to me, that I'm going to be watching for against Aaron Rodgers. It's I'm excited to see how it plays out. I think it's going to be a really good matchup. You know, it feels like the Jets and the discussion about whether or not they can reclaim that top spot has taken up so much oxygen in the room, certainly in the offseason. So you talked about them kind of embracing maybe a little bit this underdog role. What kind of message would a Bills win send to the rest of the division? That they're still here. It's still their division. (laughs) That, you know, the AFC East can get better around them, but they're still the same Bills who've won three straight. I think that's the interesting thing about this Bills team is it's not that different than last year's Bills team, but for some reason it's gotten a different reputation or vibe than last year's squad, but they really are bringing back a lot of the same guys and starting off the year with a win against the Jets. Like you said, I think that would, I think that would make a statement um, similar to their win actually against the Rams last year that to start off the season. While that was against the Super Bowl champions, it's a similar idea of, no, you have to consider us. We're here and we're going to be a problem all season long. And I, I think they can do it, but it's not going to be easy. Making a statement on the field. Thanks, Elena. Thanks. 
I'm Michelle Steele. This has been ESPN Daily. I'll talk to you tomorrow.